Welcome to Mintel's Little Conversation Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Mintel's Little Conversation, where our experts bring you fresh ideas and new perspectives on how consumers eat, drink, shop, groom and think. I'm Andrew Davidson, SVP and Chief Insights Officer for Compare Media based in New York. And today we have a special episode where I will be speaking with entrepreneur and investor Ankur Jain about his latest project, an innovative new loyalty program called Built Rewards, spelt B-I-L-T, and the Built Mastercard, a co-branded credit card designed specifically for renters. Joining me later to reflect on Ankur's comments and to discuss the broader implications will be Mintel's very own Dr. Mark Miller. Onka Jane is the founder and CEO of Kairos, an investment company with the goal of, and I'm quoting here, tackling the world's greatest challenges. Kairos has launched companies to solve problems in industries such as healthcare, housing, and transportation. In a previous life, Onkor was the VP of product at Tinder, the popular social media dating app. A graduate of Wharton, he was once described as the best connected 21-year-old in the world. And indeed, the Kairos website lists a host of household names as advisors, from Dr. Oz of The Dr. Oz Show to Vicente Fox, the former president of Mexico. Encore, welcome to the pod. Thanks for having me. Thank you for speaking with us today. So let's start at the top, um, tackling the world's greatest challenges. As a bold statement, uh, tell us a little bit about Kairos and your mission. Yeah, so I would say, that, I would say it's a little bit more narrow than that. But we uh, right now, the way we look at the world is things in life are just getting more and more expensive. Um, basic cost of living, housing, healthcare, student loans, uh, getting a transportation from one part of the city to another. Well, here at Kairos, what we're trying to figure out is how can we use technology innovation to make life's everyday expenses more affordable, right? How can we make renting higher quality and more affordable? How can we do that to healthcare? Um, and those are the types of businesses we've been building over the last uh, four years now. So you're all about solving problems. Yeah, solving the real, just the, the real shit that we all deal with on a daily basis, right? It's the kind of thing where you get your, you wake up, you get your paycheck, and then most of it goes, 50% of it today in New York goes to rent. Right. Right. And how can we start to change that dynamic and so that you're actually putting money back into your bank account? and being able to reinvest it in, in your future. So in June, you launched Built Rewards and the Built MasterCard, uh, as well as an app, um, currently invite only. And I want to ask you about that a little bit later. Uh, but this is the first credit card that allows consumers to earn rewards on rent. Uh, the basic value proposition is very innovative. Uh, nothing else like it on the market. And there are a number of innovative uh, features that I'd sort of love to get into with you. Yeah. Uh, firstly, congratulations on the launch. Thank you. Very excited to get it out. It's been, uh, this has been a project I've been working on for over three years. Uh, I wanna, yeah, I really want to dig into that with you. I mean, perhaps you could actually, to start with though, perhaps you could actually explain, you know, who's this really for uh, and why now? Look, for the vast majority of Americans and most millennials, rent is the single largest monthly expense. And up until Built Rewards has launched, it's been the only expense you couldn't really earn anything back on. I mean, nothing's worse than feeling like you're lighting money on fire every single month. I mean, the average American is spending over $200,000 on rent in their lifetime, right? And so we said, why is it that you can earn points on airline trips or hotels or even buying a drink at the bar, but not on rent? Right. And we set out to change that with Built Rewards, creating the first ever loyalty program and credit card that lets you earn points on rent for no fees. 
Um, so what's your, who would be your sort of ideal customer? I mean, look, it's any, it's any renter in the country, right? But really the, what we're seeing the biggest demand from is just, it's, it's smart, savvy millennials who typically live in cities are spending a lot of money on rent and want to get something back for that, right? Who want to say, why can't my rent payment fund my trip to my summer trip or my Christmas vacation with my family, right? And why can't I use points for airline and hotels from paying rent the way I can with everything else. It's people who said, you know, I'm spending so much money on rent. Why can't this go towards building a path to home ownership, which is something we developed as part of the rewards program, um, which is such a, it's one of those things where when you look back in 10 years and you t- say to people, remember when renting was something you did instead of home ownership right. versus what we hope it'll be, which is, yeah, of course you rent when you're young and you're moving around and you need to keep changing what kind of home you can afford as you kind of grow in your career. But every time you pay rent is actually moving you closer to home ownership when you're ready to settle down, have a family, and maybe own a property. Um, that's the kind of world we want to create. Sure. So you're, so you're talking about really sort of millennial renters. Uh, initially, you're looking at the sort of the built network. Is that correct? Yeah, so like any loyalty program, there's kind of different ways to earn points, right? And what we've done is we have built the largest and first ever loyalty program for renting uh, rental companies, right? So if you rent an apartment at Equity Residential, related companies, Blackstone, Starwood, Camden, any of these large multifamily owners across the country now, they are all part of the Build Rewards Alliance, right? So similar to staying at a hotel in the Marriott Bonvoy Network, you can now earn points just for signing a lease at any of these buildings. You can earn points when you pay rent. You can earn points when you renew a lease. And then together with MasterCard, we created a program that builds MasterCard where you can earn up to two times points on every dollar rent. So if you're spending $2,000 a month on rent, you can now earn up to 4,000 points a month on rent and do that at any apartment in the country. And so one of the things that we're very excited about and we can spend time talking about is even if your landlord doesn't accept credit card, right? Because so many mom and pop landlords still require checks. This is the first time you can pay with a card through our app for no fees. And we will actually send the check to your landlord on your behalf. So you no longer need a checkbook. You can pay with a card for no fees you can earn points uh, on your single largest expense and use that to get closer to either your next trip or even home ownership. Yeah. So it really any renter falls into this potential That's target market for you. That's right. Um, actually, talk, let's talk a bit about timing then, because obviously, you know, pandemic, you talked about a three-year timeline. You know, what was the strategy around timing? Uh, perhaps you could sort of give us some insight into sort of how it all came together and, and how long it took from sort of the initial spark of an idea to the launch, which you said, what, three-year timeline? Yeah, look, so there's a whole bunch of stuff that had to come together to make something like this possible, right? I think the greatest ideas are the ones, hopefully, that you think, how has this not existed before, uh, but are also because they're so complicated to pull together. So the idea with first is simple, which many people, including yourself, have probably asked, which is why can't I earn points on rent? Right. 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 The first thing you realize is that there is no loyalty program in the housing space. Right. You have Star Alliance and United Mileage Plus or American A Advantage. You have you know, Marriott Bonvoy and IHG Rewards, but there was nothing in housing. Right? And part of that is because 
no one had previously brought together all the different owners of apartment buildings together under one rewards umbrella. And that is, so, you know, that took a lot of that took time. coalition right. <laughs> to bring together the top owners across the country to say, hey, it's actually time we find a new way to create value and differentiate ourselves yeah. for the next generation um, and build that loyalty program. From there, we had to then work with the banks and the payment networks to say, here's an opportunity to take this loyalty program in our network and turn that into an even broader credit card product where it can apply to every millennial renter, right? I mean, people understand co-brand cards and merchant cards and retail cards, but the truth is, does it really matter enough when you're buying a $50 shirt at, you know, some local retailer to sign up for another car and go through the application, manage it. Maybe, right? right. But it's tough. Yeah. You're talking about rent. It is your single largest expense and you pay it every single month and you have no other way today to earn points. I mean, it's not like you can use another card. At best, they'll charge you 3% fees and for most of them, they won't even take it. Right. So here was a chance to suddenly create a product where it really meaningfully moves the needle on the amount of value somebody gets every year. Right. And so we partnered up with MasterCard to make that happen. Um, and then the last piece I'll kind of hit on, which is a point is only as valuable as the loyalty program and the redemptions you build around it. And to really make this work, we wanted to make the most valuable loyalty point in the market. Mm. And companies have spent decades doing this, as you can imagine, right? The, the big banks, the big loyalty programs. And so we said, young people, millennials want travel. We have to create the best travel program in the market. And so we went out and signed, for example, the only one-to-one -one transfer partnership with American Airlines. And you can transfer your points one-to-one -to, -one to Hyatt and Emirates and Virgin and KLM and Aeroplan. I mean, across the world, you can book over 100 airlines and hotels now with the built points. And, and how did, I mean, how did you manage to do that? I mean, given a, an unknown name, a startup, I'm, I'm sure it's not just anyone can walk into American Airlines and, and, and establish a partnership like that. I mean, how did that happen? Look, I think the, the beauty of what we're hoping to build here is it's a win-win-win for everybody. And that has been the ethos of Kairos and using the private sector to tackle these types of problems. But here you have a millennial kind of affluent millennial population living in cities living in these rental buildings who are spending you know fifteen hundred two thousand three thousand dollars a month on rent they're they're earning nothing prior to this now they have a chance to earn thousands and tens of thousands of points a year for these these properties they're used to seeing a 50 percent turnover every year so if you think about the housing space most people don't realize Every year, 50% of residents in that building move out. Whenever that happens, that building has to spend money finding a new tenant. You have lost income from that period between residents mm -hmm. in that, right? That, that costs a lot to the system. If you can create incentives that the consumers value, like a loyalty currency, you can dramatically change the profits and the returns on a building without having to raise rents. Right. Right? So that's number one. For the airlines and these partners in the loyalty side, the most coveted customer is the next generation of travelers, the next generation of home buyers, the next, you know, these young affluent millennials who 
will one day be that traditional business class flyer, right? And if you look at the average age of many of these loyalty programs, it's 50 plus, right? Right. right. So here's a chance to engage with a young audience in a way that's actually meaningful because while their everyday spend may not be high enough to create massive transfer volume, rent is big enough, Mm. right? And the number of points they can earn on rent do make it meaningful for these customers to be able to experience whether it's Hyatt or American Airlines or Emirates. And so there's this kind of unique opportunity for everybody to benefit in the ecosystem um, by just creating a new category of value. Yeah, I mean, that, that's fascinating because I know that, you know, certainly it's something that I've been looking at as well. So there's the young, younger consumers less likely to be members of loyalty programs. And then with the pandemic, when we were locked down, they weren't even flying. And, you know, you had this, sort of, you know, where are you, where are those programs going to find customers? And so we'll find new members. So it's uh, fascinating that that's a way in there through the, the built, uh, the built rewards program and the, and the built MasterCard. But yeah, that, that's really interesting. Going back to quick, briefly to the timing, did you think about putting it off because of the pandemic? No, Kennedy, uh, we accelerated things because of uh, the pandemic. And I think what we saw was, you know, this is partly we, we have still had to roll out in a more uh, limited release just because the capacity to reach the scale of the demand for sure. this type of product takes a lot of capital. It takes a lot of investment. It takes everything from production of physical cars to the technology infrastructure to process rent payments, which are, you know, billions and billions, I mean, tens of billions just amongst our network alone every year. Right. Nice. And so... What happened is actually the opposite, where we accelerated the launch as we saw that, look, people are finally coming out of this tough year. People want nothing more than to get back out there, to get back into fitness classes, to travel the world, to think about how to rebuild their credit and get to home ownership. But it's hard when many people haven't had a job and people have been trying to figure out how to get their stuff together. And where are you going to earn those points to go. And so all of a sudden renting the timing of that, like you're paying this regardless every yeah. single month the expense. So if we could offer this to people now, as we kind of launched a month ago, you can get back out there. You can start to travel again. You can start to rebuild your credit just by paying rent. Right. I, 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 one of the things I found so intriguing about the card and the value proposition about the card is it has this sort of dual focus on rewards and then the other focus on credit building. Um, so, and you've got innovation on both sides of that equation, which, you know, yes, yep. there's, there are cards that are out there that offer rewards and help consumers build credit, but to have so much innovation on, on both sides of the, of the equation, obviously we've been speaking about the two times points for rent that you can now redeem one to one. The other aspect of it I found fascinating is you can redeem for a down payment uh, on a house, uh, which of course that's an f- industry first. Yes. I mean, and that was part of what took three years, right? Because uh, after 2008, after the housing crisis, the way the regulations had come together for things like FHA mortgages, it was no longer that you could use funds for a down payment except for certain bad things. They actually flipped it and said, there are only three or four eligible types of funds for a down payment. And you can imagine that when the regulators were writing that document, that, that was kind of set of rules, yeah. no one stopped to ask, well, what about rewards points? <laughs> Should they count? And so I remember when we first had this idea two, two and a half years ago as we were building the program, we said, of course, people want to use points for travel. 
But what if you can use it towards a home? Right now, renting can become a path to home ownership. Right, you're helping people build their credit by reporting rent payments to bureaus. They're building a point bank, which they're kind of saving up. Our lawyers called them. Well, actually, sorry, sorry, guys, that's not allowed. <laughs> and so we had to spend a, a little over a year working with the U.S. Department of Housing, with FHA, and all these different regulatory groups to say, here's why our rewards points are no different than personal savings and should be allowed as an eligible source of funds. And so we got the regulatory approval to do that. That's amazing. I mean, I, I think I, I was so fascinated when I saw that announcement. I, I'll, I'll admit I went onto your website and tested out your chat function and because I, I asked your customer service team, like, how does that work? Uh, I hope they gave you a good answer. They did. They gave you a good answer saying that they'd pay a, you'd pay a check into an escrow account but it would all be within the app. And I was like, right. sort of somewhat blown away by the, the fact that, uh, you know, that that might happen in the confines of an app. Um, well, I'm give you some idea. Like you think about home ownership, right? If you think about rewards, it's so seamless today to book a flight from New York to Dubai with the click of a button, right? And that's just something we take for granted today. Back in the day, you called, had different services, they'd book you a ticket, mail you the ticket, show up at the airport. Yeah. Today, it's as simple as hitting a button and your points issue an electronic ticket, you're done. To buy a home is a crazy complex process. And so we partnered up with a group called Blend, which has been also building technology in the mortgage space. And we wanted to make it simple and transparent. So when you are a Built Rewards member, the first thing is actually understanding what you can afford. I mean, you could be a high income investment banker. Mm -hmm. And my guess is you probably have no idea how much mortgage you can actually afford today. Right. It is such a complex process. Mm -hmm. And imagine how complex it is for someone who's not even thinking about that. Right. Yeah, right? Whether because they're 23 or maybe they don't have the income. And so when you sign up to build rewards, we can instantly show you a buying power estimate of how much mortgage you're able to afford today based on your credit, based on your income, where you live, right? And show you what type of monthly payment that would be so you can compare it to rent. Say, hey, mm. this is how much they're paying rent. This is how much a mortgage would be, right? And then you can say, here's what it takes to build your buying power. Here's how you build your credit score. Here's how you grow that. And so when you're ready, with one click, you can get pre-approved now and use your points for the down payment. And more importantly, save tens of thousands of dollars on a mortgage because you can get better rates now that we've been reporting your rent payments to the credit bureaus. And that's obviously not for everybody, but for many people that can be a meaningful difference. Yeah, because like, so because it seems like then so one of your sort of uh, approaches then is to look, to look at the sort of regu regulatory environment and sort of try to sort of, I, I guess, sort of tear down some of the rules or maybe that's maybe that sounds a bit extreme but like try to try to um you know see things where you might have opportunities where others have been blocked in the past so like the, the like you said on the credit building side reporting rent payments to the bureaus how did you get get that i mean this has been around it has been a it, the credit bureaus i mean this is again goes back to that win-win-win kind of problem, yeah. right i mean Credit bureaus have been wanting to build rent reporting for a long time. I mean, when you think about signing a lease, right, you are signing a legal contract that you are on the hook for, you know, say $1,000, $1,500, $2,000 a month in rent 
that's $24,000 contract that you're signing, right? And if you miss a payment, it hurts your credit score. Yeah. Up until now, property owners, property managers, they haven't wanted to deal with the hassle of reporting your payments to the credit bureaus. Okay. So as a renter, you've had none of that benefit. Even the credit bureaus, though, want that information. It's a great predictor of credit risk. I mean, especially for Gen Z millennials. Think about how difficult it's been to build your credit history. You can be high income, and we see this a lot, high income, six figures even, living in New York, paying every bill on time, but you've never had a chance to build credit because you came out of the market. You weren't allowed to get a credit card in college because of the card act, Mm -hmm. right? Then you come out and you want to rent or get a card, but they say you don't have any credits. You can't get a card and you you have to get a guarantor to rent. Your rent doesn't help you. And then you continue to just spend on a debit card because no one's giving you a credit card. And all of a sudden you're, you're now 30 making a lot of money, but have no credit. Right. Whereas if the rental payments were going towards that profile, you could say to someone, hey, this person has paid their rent on time every month for two years, three years, four years. That's a better indicator than what they paid their $5 credit card bill at a bar from two months ago, right? So it sounds like that, that to, to make that happen, though, that was about working with the buildings, not working with the, the bureaus. Or, or have you got all three bureaus? taking that information? Yeah, so we have to work with the bureaus and the properties, right? And also for the people who are out of network, we have to let them self-report in as well. And so that is one thing we said to the property owners, you don't have to worry about the hassle anymore. We'll do it. And by the way, unlike these other companies that have popped up to provide credit reporting to the bureaus on rent, we don't have to charge the customer because that's not our core business, right? We can do that as a benefit to loyalty members um, for free. And so all of a sudden, all these renters across the country can finally get credit for rent, which, which really does help across the economic spectrum. Yeah. I, I mean, and also, I guess, tied to that, you have this built protect feature that pulls directly from um, the user's bank account so they don't have to utilize their credit line. Another, obviously, very innovative feature. It was at a similar, you know, you had to obviously had to work the system to make that happen. Yeah, similar thing. So we sat with MasterCard, who's been an amazing partner throughout this process on the card side. And we said, well, look, there's a lot of benefits to putting rents on the card rails, right? It's digital payments. You can earn points. It further can help your credit, right? Because it's now showing up on Revolve line, trade lines as well. But what we don't want is we don't want people to now end up overutilizing their credit line, right? And then getting hurt by their credit score or someone who has a lower credit line not being able to participate because their rent payment is takes up more than that, right? right? And so we developed a new technology with MasterCard called Build Protect, which is actually fairly simple in concept. It just said, why can't I have a credit card that works like my credit card for everyday spend, but then I can turn it into a debit card for rent? Right. And still earn points. I mean, it's really simple. So that, I was going to say, it's effectively a debit card for rent. That's kind of, that's interesting. Yeah, so. You still get to earn points, but it works like a debit card in that it pulls the funds from your bank account uh, and pays off the, the balance right away for you. Yeah. Fascinating. So no fees for renters, no fees for landlords. What, how do you make money? Yeah. So, I mean, like any loyalty program and credit and the credit card, there's a bunch of different sources of revenue. So there's three kind of primary parts of our business. One, we administer a loyalty program for over 2 million of the top multifamily buildings in the country. 
right? And we we obviously get paid in different ways to provide that program, right? Number two, every time you use your credit card for everyday spend, we generate traditional revenue sources from merchants, right? Um, and that continues to fund and grow a traditional co-brand program business where our banks buy points from us every time you spend outside, right? And then the third is a mortgage business, which is we have an opportunity to help people get into home ownership. And if you think about how big the mortgage business is, the same problem everybody has in this industry, which is customer acquisition, mm. right? And unlike traditional mortgage companies, we now will have years of a trusted history with these customers on big monthly payments. Yep. We know their rent payment history because they've been paying on time with our program. And we can directly help originate your mortgage with one of the big banks using your points, right? And so there's a whole opportunity at that as well. Interesting, interesting. And so, I mean, what's your? You probably wouldn't be able. You might not necessarily be able to share this. But how many how many customers would you like? How many customers is your? What would be your? I guess what are you trying to get to in terms of? Uh, Look, I, I my. It's not about what I what I want or what it is. The fact is this: there are 110 million renters in this country, 43 million rental households. It is over 500 billion dollars a year spent on rent. All of those people are getting nothing back on 500 billion dollars yeah. a year spent. Right? That's a big market. So, a big opportunity. Big space, and I think it'd be. I just don't see why people wouldn't enroll in this program when it's no cost and benefits kind of all all players in the ecosystem we owe. Well, that, absolutely. That's a fantastic product. But let's, so let's talk about marketing. So you're starting as invite only uh, rather than either sort of wait list or sort of going all out. Um, what was the sort of decision making behind that strategy? I mean, candidly, it was that we have a loyalty network of multifamily properties who are getting priority to access the product. We can only handle so much scale today, even within our network, it's frankly potentially a huge amount of volume of rent. Yeah. And so what we said is we will we will start giving access to the program to residents in the network. And every week as we have excess capacity, if any, we can kind of bring people off the wait list until we've kind of matured out a little bit and can handle the inbound. But it is it's a good problem to have. But like, yeah, what's, the, what's been the reaction so far? There are very, very, very high request numbers on both the wait list and in network, which has been, again, a good problem to have. The, the one challenge is made it very hard for state people off the wait list, but we are quickly ramping up. We just put another order in for a, a large volume of cards and a, um, we've now got our tech infrastructure scaled up to handle a much bigger number of rent processing volumes. So I think hopefully over the next 30 days, we can start to clear some more of that backlog. And that'll all be email, email marketing as a channel? Well, so we're not doing any paid marketing at all right now. Uh, this has all really been through the Built Rewards Alliance mm -hmm. and a lot of word of mouth for the out-of-network, right? But our alliance is inviting every resident. Um, there's you know, When you walk into a property in the alliance, just like when you walk into a, a W Hotel and see Marriott Bonvoy as the rewards program, when you walk into your home at a related property or a, a Avalon Bay property, you'll see the Built Rewards Alliance on the entrance to the building. You'll see 
a welcome membership guide when you move into your apartment. You'll, when you go to pay your rent, see the built master co-brand card as an option. Um, you'll earn points on your new lease that's mentioned in your kind of streeteasy.com listing of yeah. what your bonus might be when you sign a lease. Um, yeah. So it's about it's a very close relationship, integrated relationship with those partners. Correct. I mean, they're all, they've all come together as members of this alliance like using built rewards as the loyalty program for the portfolios. Yeah. So I, I think on the day of your launch, I think you dominated the credit card press. It was like the points guy, Brian Kelly, did a video. Um, it was in the Wall Street Journal, CNBC. How did you manage to make so much noise on day one? Honestly, I think a lot of reporters just have dealt with the same problem that I have and probably you have, right? Which is, especially if you live in New York, you just spend a lot of money on rent. And I think when we started talking about it to folks, um, it's one of those problems everybody can, can relate to. Yes, yes. It resonated. It sort of resonated perhaps. Yeah. And, it, and of course, being so unique and innovative. Uh, obviously, on the points guy, Brian Kelly, wrote his review. I know he's a, an advisor and an, invest, and an investor. Is a uh, potential conflict of interest given his relationship with the rest of the industry? I think it's actually less of a conflict than the relationships he had with any of the other programs. Um, and I think he's done a great job of managing that throughout all of the relationships. Um, but if you think about it, that industry has typically been on paid acquisition. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So for better or for worse, a lot of these rewards blogs, you know, are pushing out cars where they get paid. Right. Um, we, we don't do that. And we haven't been doing that today. And our, our goal is to create the best value for the customer. And I think, as a consumer, if, if your own trusted blog source isn't talking about something that you find highly valuable, it's hard to trust them for recommending. Um, yes. And it's fascinating to hear you saying this because, of course, you know, we're in the business of tracking and following the marketing, right? And, you know, credit card marketing is back to pre-pandemic levels. You know, we're moving into this intense period of competitive activity. There was uh, American Express uh, in their last earnings call said they were going to spend $5 billion on marketing this year. Uh, Capital One made sort of similar announcements. You know, we've got like, well, I think about sort of yours, you've obviously launched your new car, but about 50 new cars launched over the last 15 months. You know, given that you're an unknown name, so how do you hope to compete then in that sort of environment? Again, I'm just a big believer. It's two things, customer value and distribution, right? And that has always been at the bare, the, the kind of core of any successful business, right? And so we've got a unique value prop on the loyalty program in the card. And I think we continue to put, instead of spending money on broad-based marketing, we put the money into the value right. of the card and the program. Uh, and then we have a unique distribution channel, right? Which touches millions and millions of customers on their single largest expense um, in a way that others can't because we built over years this the first and only loyalty. And by the way, this is why the largest cards in the market today are things like the American Airlines credit card and the United credit card because they have a value prop and a distribution channel for the loyalty program, right? right? Um, and, and the challenge I think you'll see with a lot of the other cards is it becomes a race to the bottom, right? If you start, if your value prop is a sign-up bonus, you by definition cannot provide ongoing value to the customer for the long term because you're putting all the value up front to hook them in. Yes. 
that model, I think, worked back in the day when the switching costs were so difficult and the idea of front-to-wallet spend was literally front-to-wallet and it was in your credit card and you're, it was a whole process. Today, it's easier than ever to switch cards. I mean, that's what a lot of these point hackers and card groups talk about. It's very easy for people to churn between programs. And so unless you're investing in the ongoing value and the relationship, I mean, that's why benefits tied to where you live, not just points, right? It's, you know, for us, it's a no annual fee card with all the world elite perks, right? So you're getting, you know, you might pay $600 for a premium card somewhere else to get the same benefits you get for free with built. I mean, you're getting free cell phone insurance, you're getting purchase protection, anything you buy is insured for the next 90 days if it's lost or stolen. You get travel protection, rental car insurance, uh, $120 of DoorDash credit a year, $60 of Lyft credit a year. I mean, All those MasterCard benefits, yeah. And some MasterCard and some, some proprietary, and then obviously benefits with our loyalty partners and networks. Like if you rent within our network, there are ways that you don't have to pay application fees and moving in faster. And so there are lots of, I mean, this is not a new playbook, right? No. But do, do, do you see this then being a, um, a top of wallet play like for those renters? Okay. I'll say, absolutely. Um, and what I'll say is if you look at the reviews today, again, it's how do you create the most value for customers in the ongoing spend long-term for the card side, right? If you look at the way you can earn points with built, you, you will earn more value through the built MasterCard, putting your everyday purchases on this program because of the extra bonuses you also get on rent than you would on any other card. Don't forget, more than 50% of your spend every month for most people is rent, and you get no points on that today, right? So when you take into account all the points you get on rent plus the everyday spend points, it should just make sense, right? Um, and I think that's why if you look at the the kind of market comps out there today, we're still new. We have a lot of work to do to improve this product and program, and we're going to continue learning on both the loyalty side and the co-brand side, right? But first 30 days of being in market, the questions online are comparing the built MasterCard to the top three or four cards in the market in terms of the pros and cons. I mean, that costs other companies billions of dollars in marketing. Um, and I think for us, it's again, it's just because you create customer value, right? It's- so, if the, you know, sort of going back to the marketing then, so this sort of, I don't know what to call it, unmarketing or sort of low, sort of, uh, it's not really guerrilla marketing, but like you say, sort of value-driven marketing the approach that you're taking. You know, I'm assuming though that that would be for your built network. At some point in the future, you would be looking to build out, to focus on those 110 million addressable market that you were talking about that maybe further down the line, you would perhaps look to building that out into a paid marketing approach. Potentially, yeah. But look, I will say that Right now, we are so focused on our building the best loyalty program, and there's no shortage of multifamily owners today who want to join our alliance. I mean, we're scheduling out new alliance partners to launch in November, December right now, um, who are trying to get it, to get involved with the rewards ecosystem. So if you think about it, and there's no better, I mean, that is what makes co-brand products make sense for the, for the issuer, for the partners. It's the distribution right? And it's the, it's the seamless integration of your experience. Like when you go to pay rent, 
it shows you right on your payment portal how many points you have and what you can do if you enroll in the co-brand card and you pay your rent, right? Yes, that makes sense. That is, in my opinion, much more valuable than spending millions of dollars on billboards um, in a city, right? So what, what are the challenges you're facing now as you start, or do you anticipate as you start to grow? So I think there's so many different things. I think right now the number one thing is how do we make sure we tactically deploy and roll out the loyalty program and card at every, I mean, we're talking over 2 million apartments across the country that are being rolled out in a very short period of time. And that means every property we're doing a co-branding within the properties as part of the rewards alliance in the lobbies, in the entrances, in the elevators, as part of your leasing flows, payment portals, welcome guides. There's a ton happening that's both digital and physical on the ground. Uh, I mean, that is, that is classic marketing, right? But- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say that's a lot of, and it sounds like a lot of in we're talking about not marketing, but there's a lot of marketing, like you say, right there. There is just a lot of logistical work that requires block and tackle execution yeah. over the next nine days. Um, and if we do that, if we can just just nail even that part, right, where you living in these buildings, you're earning points when you sign a lease, you're earning points every time you pay rent, you're using your Bill's MasterCard for everyday purchases to get even more points. Like that ecosystem for a demographic that today is kind of, mostly just hooked to the big sign-up bonus and then you forget about it and there's not real value. I think every single month now, you, you know, you earn 4,000 points, 5,000 points a month because you're getting 2X maybe, right? That means you can be going on a trip every two months just because you're a part of the Built Rewards program. All right, so we're almost out of time. Um, zooming out, um, what advice would you give to challengers looking to disrupt a market generally? I mean... In any product, I think you first have to have the right product market. Is there actually a problem in need? I think I see a lot of products in search of a problem versus problems that are now being you know solved for with innovation, right? Um, and especially in the credit card space, like I have seen every opportunistic concept of a card. Get a card for translating your cash back into this crypto or this thing goes towards this carbon, whatever. Like, is that actually a problem that consumers are thinking about and caring about on a day-to-day basis? And if your game is either make it up or spend a bunch of money to acquire them, it's not a very sustainable solution, right? But then I'll also say that you can have the best product in the world and if you don't have the right distribution channel to reach customers, it's also quite chunky. And that, that I think is going to be the reckoning for fintech is that despite the high valuations and the buzz and the excitement, I think you're going to see a lot of WeWork-style stories coming out of fintech over the next one to two years. And I think you look at, you know, this, so this reminds me of the WeWork story, which reminded me of the, the D2C e-commerce business before that, right? It's, people get very good at masking their customer acquisition costs because they don't have a distribution channel and they just spend VC money to grow. Uh, and that creates a really nice, beautiful top line story. And inevitably <laughs> when things come down, these businesses, you know, the emperor has no clothes, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, so what's next for you? I mean, you'll get, you're busy with this for now or are you thinking about the next thing? 
are just laser focused on trying. If we can get this right, the amount of value that we hope we can create for our target customer, which is the same customer across the Cairo's portfolio, right? It's this, it's this young professional millennial who's just trying to make it and make things a little bit better in their lives, right? And so if we get built right and we can help people get something back on rent, use it to help fund their travel, help people build a path to home ownership, become their mortgage partner as they get older. Uh, I think this could be hopefully uh, a pretty key part of our target customers' lives. Well, uh, this has been a fascinating conversation. Um, as someone who's been following all of the new card launches over the last 15 months, it's been enlightening to go behind the scenes with you uh, on such an innovative product. So uh, thank you. I wish uh, you and the Built team the, the best of luck in the months ahead. And we'll be keeping a, a close watch. And thanks very much. Well, thank you for having us. Well, I really enjoyed that conversation. Onka Jane is super smart, engaging, and as he said, laser focused on establishing built rewards and the built MasterCard. He has an innovative product that seems to address a gap in the market by targeting Gen Z millennials who rent. But let's discuss. And to do that, I'm delighted to welcome my colleague, Dr. Mark Miller, in Chicago to discuss what all this means for the industry. Mark Miller is Director of Insights with Compare Media and is an expert in lending and credit cards. Mark previously worked at Discover and has an extensive research background, which includes a PhD from the University of Cambridge. Dr. Miller, welcome back to the pod. Thank you. Happy to be back. All right. So you and I speak about developments in financial services all the time. Um, what did you think? Yeah, it's, it's really an interesting and, and pretty unique product. And, and obviously, the big draw is, is the fact that you can earn rewards for your rent purchases. And that has historically been you know, a category that's been excluded from accelerated rewards on credit cards. Um, you know, in addition to that, you can now transfer, transfer those points to other loyalty programs, big ones like American Airlines and mm-hmm. Hyatt. Uh, so that really can make it even even more lucrative. And you know, Andrew, I remember you and I talking, you know, six months ago about another new rewards category that we saw pop up on credit cards, and that was healthcare. So yes. another category that you know historically had been excluded. We saw that with HSB, HSBC with the AARP card, um, and now just just uh, recently within the last couple of days, uh, we saw Walgreens, you know, finally release their long-awaited card that has this, uh, you know, wellness healthcare. Uh, uh, bonus opportunities on it. So this is a new trend, you know, rewards on new categories. Yeah, Walgreens is, is, is another interesting development. And, and, you know, what struck me is that Encore referred to this, you, you know, he kept referring back to the win-win-win. And I think this ecosystem approach really resonated with me. I, I mean, renters benefit, you know, loyalty program partners benefit, landlords benefit, MasterCard benefits, the, cure, uh, the bureaus, the credit bureaus benefit. I mean, I know that ecosystems are inherent in the loyalty business, but it seems to me that there's a lot of shared value in this particular ecosystem. And you mentioned there the one-to-one points transfer. I mean, the other uh, aspect that really resonated with me is what I'm thinking of is sort of new generation of rewards, you know, younger consumers, much less likely to be members of frequent travel programs. And by giving those rewards on rent that you mentioned and the one-to-one partnerships with those programs uh, like American and Hyatt, you know, the built MasterCard gives younger consumers a new reason to engage with frequent travel programs. That really stood out. So um, what do you, in terms of the impact, what do you think? What are you thinking? What do you think the impact will be uh, on the market? 
Well, there's, there's definitely a specific target audience here. Um, but you know, that happens to be a huge audience, you know, the what 40 million renters in the U S so, um, you know, it has the, has the potential to reach a, a very large group, even though it is a specific kind of niche rewards product. Mm. Um, when we think about though, how people are going to use it, um, you know, the product is going to be much more beneficial for transactors as opposed to revolvers. Um, so that's a bit of a concern that if someone, you know, is using a credit card to pay their rent, and cannot pay it down in full immediately. That could have uh, negative impacts on their credit. But you know, fortunately, there is Built Protect, uh, which does alleviate a lot of that. So you know, Built Protect, as we said, is uh, can really turn that credit transaction into a debit transaction. So users should really be encouraged to opt into that. Yeah, that was particularly um, innovative. And I, you know, I was struck by when I asked Ankur about, you know, you know, what he's focused on in the near term, and he talked, spoke about the, the logistical challenges. And, you know, thinking about that, you know, those are clearly likely to be significant. He mentioned 2 million apartments in the Built Rewards Alliance. Now, I don't know how exactly how many buildings that is, but it's certainly in the thousands. And if you think about, you know, the signage and all of the marketing materials required for each of those properties, it's going to be quite a, a significant effort. I mean, to put some of that in, into context, you know, Mark, you mentioned the new Walgreens card. Um, and of course, that will be marketed in store. And Walgreens has 9,000 Walgreens and, and Dwayne Reed locations. You know, another comparison might be Marriott has some 8,000, you know, hotels where they obviously market the, the credit card in the lobby of those hotels. So getting the word out to that alliance will be a major undertaking. And I can see why that is the, the near term priority. But also, I think, you know, in the context of the credit card market, of course, the credit card market is intensely competitive right now. You know, card marketing is back to pre-pandemic levels, and, and we've seen more than 50 new card launches in just the last 18 months or so. So the built MasterCard, as you say, Mike, has an extremely unique value proposition. Uh, it has many unique features, a ton of innovation that is worth paying attention to. Uh, but will it move the needle? Um, you know, It's a targeted approach. It should resonate with those high-end renters, but it, it may need a more expansive marketing approach if it's going to reach its full potential. All right, so thank you so much, uh, Mark, for discussing that with me today. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to rate and review us. We will catch you on the next episode of Little Conversation. If you want to know more about Mintel, who we are and what we do, head over to mintel.com and follow us on social media. We're on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And check out our blog for even more insights from our analysts. Bye for now. Bye for now.